Welcome to Sports Business Secrets. I'm your host, Kevin Tarka. This podcast is specifically designed to share secrets from experts in the sports business world to help you along your own path to success in this industry. Each episode is packed with lessons and insights that never expire. You'll hear from general managers of professional teams to CEOs of sports tech companies to agents, coaches, players, and everything in between. I invite you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing players and coaches, traveling the world, and always finding a way to battle through obstacles in this competitive industry. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today's guest is Jordan Confessori, the Associate Commissioner for Men's Basketball at the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Jordan played college basketball at Ithaca College and got a sports media degree. I first met Jordan 10 years ago, just about 10 years ago, uh, when we both worked at a small sports marketing firm in Princeton called Gazelle Group. She left shortly after we met and has been at the MAC uh, in different capacities since then. Today, we talked about uh, a, a various amounts of uh, college basketball and sports business topics uh, from not knowing what she wanted to do after college to her transition into uh, the real world from being a college athlete. We talked all about the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, the different sports that are involved, uh, her roles over the past 10 years, what she does on a day-to-day basis, some cool international projects that they are working on there, uh, an overview of the ESPN deal with the MAC and their different sports, St. Peter's amazing elite run, we couldn't leave that out, uh, what that means for the conference, different skill sets that translate well from athletes to the sports business world, how you could potentially get involved uh, with what they're doing at the MAC, and uh, plenty more. So I appreciate you tuning in. Excited for you to hear Jordan's story and learn more about what she does. Have a good one. Jordan, welcome to Sports Business Secrets. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. So when I bring my guests on, it's fun to to reminisce on uh, the first time that I met them or when we crossed paths. And for us, that began just about 10 years ago, as we were talking about before, which is absolutely terrifying that it's been a decade. But <laughs> here we are. Uh, you know, our first job out of school uh, was with our friends over at Gazelle Group. Um, yep. So we'll get into a little bit of that after. But on this podcast, we'd like to dive behind the scenes and share some sports business uh, and life secrets with the audience that they cannot find online. And I'm excited to uh, to share with the listeners your story. And it's the first time having someone from a collegiate conference um, come on. So we're going to learn all about it. I'm going to ask you tons of questions and, uh, and then we're just going to educate some listeners here. Awesome. Excited. Hopefully I set the bar high for future uh, conferences. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> before we really dive into it, um, I usually let my guests give them like a minute or two, just kind of explain your uh, your upbringing, where you're from, where you went to school and kind of how you got started in the sports world. And then we'll go from there. Awesome. So I uh, grew up in New Jersey, uh, always played sports all of my life. Um, went, played basketball and volleyball in high school at South Brunswick High School in New Jersey. Uh, From there, I went to Ithaca College and played basketball for four years there and had a great experience as a student athlete. Um, And during that time, trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my major and what I wanted to do in life. So um, as many people have the same problem, I didn't really know what that was the first few years I was in school. Um, Always knew I loved sports, always knew it would be a cool opportunity, but didn't really know exactly um, what way to get in or what exactly I wanted to do. So Um, after spending a few years taking some sports classes, I really decided, you know, that was something that I wanted to pursue in my future. So I wound up getting a sports media degree from Ithaca college. Um, 
and from there, I really, you know, I got a job right out of school, which is where I met you um, at the Gazelle Group doing, you know, division one basketball events and, and doing a lot of sales, ticket sales and stuff of that nature. Um, and then from there, I wound up getting my job at the Mac and it's been 10 years now. So that's crazy to say, um, but it's, I've been there. I, I started off as the director of women's basketball operations, uh, moved my way up to ass assistant commissioner for women's basketball. And then about six years ago, transitioned um, to the men's side and was the associate commissioner for men's basketball um, for about five, six years now. So that's kind of been my path as of now. Um, so I've only had a few short stops and I've been here for quite a while, but I've been able to do a lot of different things within this job, um, which has kept it new and interesting for me. Um, so when I hear 10 years, it seems like it's a lot of time and it is, but I've gotten a chance to do a, a ton of different things while I was here. So it kind of keeps things sort of fresh and new for me. That's awesome. And we're going to dive into all those different things here shortly. But, um, you know, you touched on a topic of not really knowing what you wanted to do, which I think a lot of us shared. But did you have like an idea of like when you were playing, like, hey, here's the perfect job? I mean, did you ever want to, at least for me, and I think a lot of college athletes, it was like, all right, I need to get to the highest level being a pro, right? Did you ever want to play professionally? Or did you just, did you not really, um, you know, you really just didn't have any idea what you wanted to do? Yeah. You know, I, one thing that I think a lot of times when you play, sometimes it translates into coaching and I never really had the itch to coach. Um, but I did always think like what's going on around me. And I think I say all the time, my, my experience as a student athlete, I didn't realize what went on behind the scenes and what it took, um, you know, to run a game, like something as simple as having a basketball game on campus. There is a lot that goes into that. And so as a student athlete, you're focused on playing a game, practicing, being the best that you can be, um, and managing your time. And so I really didn't realize all the things that were going on around me to make this experience happen for me. And so when I, you know, started thinking about it, I, you know, I got into a lot of the marketing sports marketing classes, some of the communications classes, they have a, you know, I think it has a great school for communication. So we got to take some classes in that school. Um, and I started to realize some of the things that were going on. And so I don't think I fully appreciated it as much as I could until after the fact where I was able to do these events myself and realize what went into that. Um, but I never really went the coaching route, you know, again, being a division three athlete, you know, I didn't really expect that to kind of last much longer than my four years at Ithaca. Um, but I did know I wanted to be involved in sports and I did know that there was this administrative side to it that seemed pretty interesting. And once I kind of took some classes in my major, I realized, oh, this is, you know, this can be really cool. And I can impact the student athlete like I was when I had that experience. So, you know, after a little while of being unsure of what I wanted to do, I kind of navigated into that realm um, and kind of went with that. And like I said, it, it's put a different appreciation um, knowing what my experience was, how the administrators got me there and how that process went and all the things that went on behind the scenes. So I thought that was really cool to get that perspective from a different, you know, different area. Yeah, that, that's cool. That thought process, uh, obviously in hindsight, but that thought process and intrigue at the time was was definitely foreshadowing to what you do today. You know, so if, yeah. you're, if you're a student athlete listening early, anyone just, you know, if you if you're uh, if you're a collegiate athlete and you're going to a game or you get gear or you go to the airport, like there's just there's so many things behind the scenes that you just kind of take for granted that we all did. Um, so I think it's a it's really cool to, to think about that because 
we all know that most most people don't go pro. So uh, maybe yeah. that's a, maybe that's a foreshadowing for you if you're listening as a student athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know going through the process, you know, I really in the very beginning of going to college, you know, I had my interests and I kind of knew what I liked, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And so sports has always been such a big part of my life that it obviously was a natural thing to to lean towards. But at the same time, I know you know you got to give yourself some time to figure it out, right? So. There's a lot of times where, you know, I've done things in my career, which they were great for my personal development. They were great um, experience, but I, it kind of led me in a different path too. So sometimes, you know, doing things is not only just to get to your, it, it is to get to your end goal, but maybe that's not your end goal, but maybe that gets you some experience or a step closer to what you want to do in the end. So I know I've had some experiences in my career where you know, would I ever do them again? Yeah, because I love that experience, but not really my thing, but it led me to where I am today. So I think, you know, I always say to people all the time, the experience is extremely important um, because sometimes if it doesn't lead you exactly to where you want to be at that moment in time, it'll direct you there in the future. So um, don't turn down opportunities, what I tell people all the time, because you never know where it will leave you. Or as, as you know, Kevin, like the connections you make are invaluable. So, um, you know, the, all those things kind of lead your path to where you wind up. So it's kind of funny to look back and see some of those things that led me here. Great advice. Great advice right there. So let's let's transition to the MAC. Not to be it's M-A-A-C, not to be confused if you're listening to MAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. So tell tell the audience who might not be as familiar a little bit about the MAC, maybe how many sports are involved, just like about yeah. the conference, and then we'll dive into your responsibilities. Yeah, so the MAC right now is comprised of 11 members, um, all within the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area. Um, and so we are, you know, we, we host a lot of championships, a lot of sports. Obviously, I'm more involved in the basketball end of things, but we have, I think it's almost 24 other sports going on. So it's uh, a busy spring for us as we gear up for, you know, golf and lacrosse and, and all those in water polo and all those different sports. Um, again, my focus being basketball, but you know, we have a smaller office, so it's a, an all hands on deck kind of situation. So you got, there's a lot of different, um, sports and you get a chance to work different sports. So, you know, the Mac is been, you know, obviously with this past March, we've had a pretty good run with St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament, which was absolutely incredible. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Um, but you know, our basketball conference has been, you know, a lot of, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut schools that are, you know, battling all the time. And we just got through basketball season, which was awesome. And again, had that special St. Peter's run in there, which made it extra special for us. Um, but again, there's, you know, a ton of other sports that we, ho we host and, and we sponsor. So, um, you know, there's not a lack of sports going on at any time of year. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, we, we will definitely touch on the St. Peter's run and, and more of the basketball stuff after. But from a purely educational day-to-day uh, -day point of view, can you talk about, so when you first got on, you, you your title was basically women's basketball operations, correct? So yeah. talk about maybe the day-to-day -day and the responsibilities you had then, like for somebody that has no idea what goes on behind the scenes, like what were some of your, what was your role? What were some of your responsibilities when you first joined the MAC? Yeah. So, you know, women, my job as the women's basket and women's basketball, it does translate um, pretty similarly on the men's side too. So, you know, anything between the conference schedule. So we were in, you know, in charge of creating the conference schedule for the women's basketball teams. 
Um, the big one of the big things is um, planning the conference tournament. So that's an all year long process. Um, the day to day stuff is more um, whether it be film exchange, uh, monitoring our film exchange, our basketball equipment. You know, we have certain equipment like replay systems kind of in charge of that. And then also, um, you know, on the women's side and now on the men's side too, in charge of all the game officials. Um, you know, on the men's side, now we're a part of a, a, an alliance with a few other conferences. So, um, you know, the Big East and the ACC. So we have to manage our relationship in that um, alliance with the other officials and the other conferences. So that's another big thing that we do. And then, um, you know, another thing that, you know, with the MAC, that's a huge thing is hosting either MTEs or basketball events in the uh, early season and also hosting NCAA events. So that's something that we're extremely active in as well. Um, so we've hosted, you know, NCAA basketball, first and second rounds, women's regionals, we've done rowing, wrestling, you know, anything in between. So um, that's another added thing. And then we're also um, have been doing some international basketball events too. Um, so that's another thing that, you know, we keep ourselves busy. We're, we're really doing our normal conference daily life stuff. But then we also have all these events and outside things that we're doing as well. So um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's really scheduling, um, managing any questions that the teams or the administrators might have, you know, lots of different things. TV is the other thing that I didn't bring up to our ESPN package. Um, so, you know, I'm in charge of scheduling that. And, you know, we're present for every ESPN U game that we have as a part of our package. So there's that as well. And, and, you know, a lot of things in between that, you know, some people behind the scenes, behind the scenes, there's a lot of things going on, but you know, some people that might be listening might not know are happening. So a lot of, a lot of little things that you can imagine, whether it be film exchange, basketball ops, um, you know, something as little as scheduling practices for the tournament or doing things like that. So there's been, um, there's not a lack of things to do here in the Mac office. And, uh, we are always kind of onto something, but also those outside events to kind of keep us busy in between all the stuff that we're doing, just mainly with our conference. So I want to double click on a couple of things there that I wrote down. So, so the first one is MTEs. So MTEs for, for those who, who might not know is a multi-team event and there's different rules and different, um, different types of uh, events that college basketball teams can um, basically participate in outside of their regular season schedule. So, uh, my question for you is to maybe clarify a bit on actually you guys host MTEs um, yes. and, and some of those are internationally, which you can, which you can dive into, but yeah. um, that's different. I mean, because usually you'll hear of like the ones that we did at Gazelle group, uh, Gazelle group, whether it's a 2k sports classic or the ones that are hosted in Florida. Um, you know, can, can you talk about, I mean, basically what that means from a business perspective, like you guys actually put together the entire event and you get the teams yeah. to come in and how does that work? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we have a, a few different things that we do. So one of them being that we actually host the MTE. Um, so there are a few that we run where we do everything, whether it be, you know, venue rental, getting the teams there, you know, anything in between operationally. So, you know, at, you know, we're talking about all the things behind the scenes, you know, assigning locker rooms, making sure teams get their tickets that they're allotted. Um, setting up practices, making sure that the court and the equipment are working properly, hiring, you know, the, the table staff that are doing the shot clock and the clock and all those types of things. So 
Um, we do some of events like that. And then we also have a bunch of events where we're kind of the support team, um, where maybe a company runs the event, but our staff is going in and essentially um, helping on the ground do all those different things. So, you know, we have a few different events that we do. And some of them, like I said, are a little different than the other, but we definitely have, you know, some that, again, we really manage and we run ourselves. And then we have some that another company might run, but then we come in and, and help um, either help manage it or actually work it. So the other thing that we've we've been doing too is working some international events. So yep. a few years back, we had a few years where we did the Belfast Classic um, and we did four teams the first year and eight teams the second year, um, brought them all to Belfast, Northern Ireland and, and had an awesome experience doing that, which really kind of extended what we had been doing, you know, within the States and now we're going international. So that was a really cool experience. And one of the, you know, the cool parts about that too, was being able to get the schools integrated into the local community. So we did a lot of community events, which was really cool to see because at the end of the day, you know, college basketball can be very intense. There's a lot going on. It's a huge time commitment. You know, obviously it's a business, there's money, but to be able to go into a community that doesn't see this kind of basketball on a daily basis and having this division one college basketball event come to the city and then being able to bring the teams to the local schools and having them, you know, hang out with the kids and talk to them about what it's like and, you know, get them to be inspired and on the right track, you know, and if there's kids that maybe they didn't see where their life could go, they can look at these players as inspiration and see, um, what they've been doing. So I think that was a really cool thing for me um, was doing those international events. And obviously we do that here too. We do it in Atlantic city with our conference tournament as well. Um, but that's just a, was a different thing. And that was my first experience doing something international. I know Kevin, you do a lot of stuff internationally. Um, but I thought that was really cool and very rewarding at the end of the day to see the student athletes interacting with the kids on a different level and even just signing autographs or going to their schools and they see this, you know, six, eight kid come in and they're just like enamored by these, these student athletes. So, um, they really had an impact on the kids that they met. And I thought that was a really cool experience. That's awesome. And, and we have, there's, there's a good amount of, uh, the audience that's international. So on that point, I guess, first to confirm some of these, like the event you did in, in Ireland, that was all American colleges that went over to actually yep. play at the venue, uh, in the location of Ireland. Um, yep. Now, do you also, I think you, you mentioned that maybe in the future or now you help run some like uh, summer tours as well. I mean, the, the main reason I asked that is because whether you do that or not is like for the international audience, if they're a club or they're a local community, whether it's in Italy or Hungary or wherever, um, if they have interests, like how can they be involved? I mean, it sounds like a really cool opportunity um, for, for international basketball communities to kind of connect with American universities on many different levels. Yeah. So we at the Mac don't necessarily do the summer to the foreign tour, but I know that a lot of our schools have been involved in them in the past. Um, you know, we have a lot of different relationships with different groups. And so, you know, we've been able to do these events. Um, but you know, our, our schools are always doing stuff like that too. So I know like, you know, we'll have teams that will do a foreign tour over the summer. And I know so many of them have had positive experiences with that. Um, so yeah, I think we haven't gotten that business necessarily, 
Um, but I know what an impact it has on the student athletes. I know a few, one school did it last year, a few are doing it in the next few years. So, you know, they're able to do that within, I think it's a four year cycle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I think that, you know, our schools definitely have done that before and they've seen so many positive, um, experiences from that. And again, just seeing a different culture, um, is different. And, Again, American U.S. basketball is so intense, so it's kind of interesting to bring it to a different place, and obviously it is other places too, um, but seeing it brought to other places and kind of being able to share with those that are international is a really cool thing, I think. Definitely. Um, and the other thing I wanted to double click on there was, uh, was the ESPN kind of package. You know, I remember even 10 years ago or 15 years ago, like it was almost – unheard of that, you know, low to mid-major schools were on ESPN. Like when we had two games on ESPN two, uh, when I was at Quinnipiac, it was like, let's go. This is amazing. It's like the best game yeah. ever. And now pretty much you can flip on ESPN plus or ESPN three and watch yeah. any Mac game. So can you talk a little bit, just a little more about what like the details of that kind of that the ESPN deal are? I mean, obviously you don't have to get into finances, but it's just a, a, a very interesting. One of those things that people don't really, you know, they, they watch a game on ESPN, but how does that work? What does that deal yeah. look like with the conferences or the schools? Right. So I think, so from our standpoint, we, the Mac has always been, very conscious of being ahead of the curve on stuff like this. So we've always, you know, and a props to our commissioner, he's always been um, trying to be at the forefront of all of the technology, technology in general, but broadcasting as well. So we've always been very, um, you know, straightforward when it comes to TV stuff. So in, you know, years ago, we, we, so right now we have our ESPN package, which includes, I think it's six ESPN U games on Friday nights. Um, so the one thing that we've kind of started to do in the last few years, which has been pretty cool, is that we've been able to kind of keep our games on a certain date. And then as we get closer, we're able to pick which game works best that week. So that's really cool because it gives us some flexibility because as you can imagine, and especially with things moving around when you're trying to make a basketball schedule in the summer, you think one team might be good. And then all of a sudden, if you things shake up on the roster or something happens and, you know, they might not be, you know, at the top of the league, like you thought. So that 21 day flexibility of picking a game has been really, really cool for us um, because you might go into it three months in advance saying, this is going to be the game. And then all of a sudden you're three weeks out and, you know, that might change. So that's one thing that I think is really cool. Um, they are called our wild card windows. Um, but we have six of those windows where they're on ESPNU on a Friday night. And then the one thing that I think is really cool, and we've been doing this for years now, is that every other game is on ESPN Plus or ESPN3. So if there is a Mac men's or women's basketball game, you're going to be able to watch it, which I think is incredible. It's great for the fans, obviously for the parents of the kids who, you know, I know a lot of them travel yeah. to games, but even for international um, parents, they're able to watch the games. Um, so what we've done is we've been able to basically get all of our schools up and running with production facilities on their campuses in order to allow them to do all these games. So um, obviously a huge investment. And, and in a lot of cases on our schools, we have a bunch of students that are helping run these broadcasts. So that's really cool because it can be either tied into a major or Maybe that's something that they're doing as an extracurricular, but, you know, we have certain schools where, you know, they have students that are running the cameras and then they have, you know, administrators that are doing kind of like the main jobs, but, 
you know, there's a lot of students that can be mixed into that too. And, and quite honestly, when we were in Atlantic City doing our conference tournament, we actually had a bunch of students who were in, who were doing this all year long, who had helped us with our broadcast and the early rounds of our tournament in Atlantic City. So that's pretty cool to say. And I think um, the fact that everything is so instantaneous, you can watch any game, makes it really, you know, really good for us because we're just pumping out content. And if, it, if there's, like I said, if there's a mad game, you're able to watch it on ESPN plus or ESPN three. And then on those special Friday night windows, we have those games on ESPN U, which again um, are obviously really awesome for us because we get that on a, a linear network, which is really cool. Got it. Speaking of pumping out content this year, you were able to do that deep into March. So let's, let's, let's go back to the St. Peter's thing. Um, obviously I just want to hear your reaction on how, how it feels to have, you know, like the, the, the first 15 seed to reach the elite eight ever come from your conference. And then um, the second thing we can touch on a little bit, like I talked about on my, my last podcast, a little bit of the finances. I know, um, you know, you might not be able to go into the details of it, but just how that works with the conference and what happens when a team makes it that far and, you know, how that helps basically not only the conference and the school, but all the other schools in that conference. Yeah, so it's been a very interesting March and a very exciting March for us. So um, we actually were hosting the first and second rounds in Buffalo when um, St. Peter's was in Indianapolis. So we had a few people out there and most of our staff, um, you know, in Buffalo actually hosting the first rounds. Um, and so, you know, we were all diligently watching the Kentucky game, super excited and you know, when they won, we were all, you know, ecstatic, obviously, and little did we know um, how far they would go into the tournament. So, you know, we were with them for their run in uh, Philadelphia, um, and it's just been absolutely incredible. Um, this group, it was a really, really good group, um, and I think that what they did was just incredible. Um, you know, it couldn't have happened to a better group of people. Um, they had you know, again, it's like hard to put into words because, you know, in my time at the Mac, you know, we, we've had team, obviously every year we have a team in the tournament and, you know, we haven't really um, won a first round game in a little while. Um, so for us to get into this situation and not win one, not win two, win three was, was something that we haven't seen. Um, and again, being a 15 light seed, like you said, going to the elite eight, um, you know, just super proud. I think, our conference, you know, not only obviously for St. Peter's, this is absolutely incredible. And, but, you know, for the conference in general, um, obviously there's financial implications that come with it. Um, and that our, you know, higher administration, our commissioner and our presidents, uh, work on, um, in terms of every round, obviously there's money that gets associated with that. So they, you know, get to work on it. It's a little bit over my head, like I said, but, um, they work on the dis disbursement of that monies, but, um, not only that, but just the um, exposure, the everyone's talking about St. Peter's. Everyone was talking about, since they were talking about them, you know, uh, people will say, okay, well, what conference are they from? And then they're looking at the Mac. And so, you know, there's the exposure on its own is just absolutely incredible. I know, I, you know, all year long, our social media team and St. Peter's social media team has been trying to, you know, pump out as much content as we can. Um, and so just, the pure, um, that it was just incredible. Like it's so much to think about. And like, when you look back on it, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but, um, so much has happened and, and so much 
um, like I said, it, it's such a great group for it to happen to. They were awesome. And I think they represented the conference so well. Um, and just every press conference they went to, they were, they were focused, they were excited, but they were focused and they knew they had to get a job done. Um, and I think their, their coach, um, obviously, you know, led that charge. And he was one of those people who like every day you saw him, like he means business yep. and they were able to get it done and, and he's awesome. And I, you know, we wish him luck. Um, you know, in his future at Seton Hall, but you know, what they did was absolutely incredible. And like I said, I'm kind of rambling because it's so much to think about and it was just such an awesome experience and to be a part of it, a little part of it, um, is something I'll never forget. And they did something that, you know, has never been seen before, whether it be, you know, in our conference, no one's gotten that far, but not only that a 15 seed has never made it that far. So absolutely incredible. They are an awesome group and they represented the conference and their school so well. So, um, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I'm Abs absolutely incredible. It was amazing to watch. Um, hopefully that's the beginning of many more Mac yes. uh, conference wins. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, hopefully it's from the Bobcats, uh, Quinnipiac wins, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was really special. So that, that, that must've been a fun ride. So, um, as we, I know we, we've touched on a, many different topics here, but you, you talked about it a little bit before um, when you were describing basically what it takes to, to, to run an event or uh, to transition from being a college athlete to, you know, actually having a career in sports. So one question I have for you is what parallels are there between being a collegiate athlete and being in the sports business industry. And I guess even to dive deeper for those who are listening that, you know, might hopefully be starting to think about their career after sports, like what, what skill sets um, help you in your job today that you could have learned when you were an athlete? Yeah, I think that there are so many things, um, you know, the obvious is time management. You know, when you're a student athlete, you have your classes, you have your training. And not only that, I mean, everyone, obviously everyone listening knows, but you know, whether it's film, it's lifting, it's conditioning, it's all those things. So, you know, that day is a really long day with sports to begin with. And then you have to keep up with your classwork. I mean, you're a student athlete, right? You need both sides of that story. So um, I think, you know, the time management thing is key. Um, communication. I think you're used to that as an athlete. So that's a big thing. Teamwork. I know it might sound a little cheesy, um, but there are so many things throughout this business where you need to collaborate with other people. And so being able to do that, communicate properly, um, and just be able to work with people and understand, I think that's a huge thing. I mean, you're not going to always agree with everyone on everything, um, so being able to kind of navigate that, but then also realizing like everyone's, you know, looking for the same end goal. So how do we get there? Um, so I think there's so many things. And I think, you know, just something as small as like keeping yourself motivated, um, you know, competitiveness. I mean, I know there are certain things where, you know, you'll be in a situation and, you know, you to your competitive nature comes out. It's like, you want to win or you want to do this or you want to be better than this person or you want your conference to, you know, there's like so many situations in which you, you know, your competitiveness comes out. So I think it's, it's really um, translates like very well. I think, you know, especially as an athlete, I say it all the time, you know, there are 
you know, people that are in athletes, right? And they'll do fine in the business world and they will figure it out. But I think that you have a leg up as an athlete because you've done all those things. So it's just translating in a different way. You're not, you don't have to be quote unquote taught that you already have the motivation. You already have, you know, the, the communication skills, you already have the time management skills. So it's just kind of translating something else. So I think, you know, all those things, you know, really help you. And it's something that you can, you have kind of from the beginning, instead of having to kind of lead up to that and learn it, it's something that's usually a part of you. So I think that that's, you know, something, and, and honestly, you know, in this business, and I'm sure everybody will know this, but until you do it, sometimes you don't know, there are a lot of hours in this business. Um, if you don't love what you're doing, it's a tough job. And so again, athletes, love their sport. Right. So they, that kind of translates, but you know, you're working nights, you're working weekends, you're working holidays, you're missing family events and events with friends. And and you have to understand that that's a part of this. So, you know, and obviously, you know, this also well, um, but you know, those are the type of things that if you don't love what you do, it's hard to miss out on those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know, when you're in it, that these things are leading you to something else. So if you're grinding and you're making sure that you're getting through those things, like, you know, you'll be successful on the other end. So, you know, not everything is easy. Like I say, it's a lot of, a lot of hours, a lot of time. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, what you accomplish is going to be great. And so, and, and just even to spin off on that too, I know you're like the king of networking. Um, there's a lot of that too, is like getting to meet people. There's so many different facets of the industry you know, I work in a conference office, but, you know, I'm working with ESPN. I'm working with different events groups. I'm working with other conferences, other teams, other administrators. So um, keeping that, you know, line of communication open with people. I mean, again, we met 10 years ago and look at us now, um, which is really cool. So I think the whole networking piece of that for everyone listening to is huge. And sometimes, sometimes it can be uncomfortable if you're not an outgoing person or, you know, walking up to someone cold turkey and saying hello, it's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, and believe me, I get that too. But, you know, it's making those connections. You never know where you'll be or who will be involved with where you want to go. So keeping those connections is key because you never know who can help you. You never know who you'll meet again. Um, so I think that's another thing too. And I know a lot of people talk about it, but it's true, like keeping those connections and and not only keeping them or, or getting those connections, but keeping them relevant. Um, that's another thing too, that can be really difficult at times. Cause as everyone knows, like life flies by, um, everyone is busy, especially like in this, you know, during in the sports business, there's not really an off time. Um, so everything is always crazy. So being able to kind of not only make those connections, but try to sustain them, um, is a huge thing too. So I think that's another like little piece of advice for people. I know everyone knows networking, networking, but it's not only networking from the beginning, it's keeping those relationships too. Definitely. That's the hardest part, man. That was, uh, no, I I hope if you're listening, you're taking notes. I mean, that was, that was excellent advice on, uh, essentially 
why if you're a student athlete, you do have a leg up. It's so important. I mean, I, I, I want to, if I'm, if I'm hiring someone, I want to hire someone that was an athlete because you have a lot of the same skill sets and work ethic that, um, you know, I think it, it, it helps you to be successful in this business. So um, if, if you are listening and you are a student athlete or, or if you're not a student athlete and, and some of these things, um, you know, kind of uh, hit home for you and you're interested in this, then, then, then shoot me a message and maybe I'll connect you with Jordan and maybe you got some internships over there at the Mac. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just something to think about because remember at the end of the day, I want you to make millions of dollars being a professional athlete. But if you're not, there are a lot of different ways that you can fulfill that passion um, outside of just playing the game and getting paid to do that. So that was fantastic. Well, uh, I know we've been talking for a while here before we officially wrap up. Um, I have what I call a sports business lightning round. So I'm just going to fire a handful of questions at you, put oh you on boy. the spot here. Oh, and hit, no. You got to hit me the first, you got to hit me with the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh God. You ready? Okay. It's not too difficult. You'll, you'll, you'll be fine. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Pink. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Would you rather be able to speak with all animals or speak three languages fluently? Three languages fluently. What's your favorite country outside of your own? Um, I've never been to Italy, but I have to say it because I'm Italian. Wow, we gotta get a we gotta get a Mac MTE there. I hope, I hope that's going on behind there. the scenes. I know, I know. I'm working on it. I, I right. keep and I'm like, if I have to go somewhere, it's got to be Italy. I'd say Italy and Greece are my two uh, places that I have to get to. I can't believe I haven't been already. It's kind of sad. I will do it. I have I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna have to make some some connections here so we can get an event going on, and I'll be the I'll be your I'll be your assistant for the week. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what is one of your biggest strengths? Uh, I would say, oh, wow. You got me on the spot on this one. I would say communication. I would say like in general, like I try to be like open communication and try to, um, always be keeping people in the loop. If that makes sense. Definitely. What is, uh, or who was one of the first people to really believe in you? I mean, obvious answer is my parents. They always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do. Um, but one of my mentors too, when I first started at the Mac, he, uh, he kind of guided me and he's like, you can do what you can do what you like, whatever you want to do. So he's helped me along the way too. So I would say probably in my professional career, it would be him. But from day one, my day ones, my parents, I think would be the, uh, the ones that always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do, especially being a female in the sports industry. Definitely love it. What is your biggest fear? Oh God. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a heights person, so I'll go with heights. That's an easy answer. Um, but yeah, don't like that. <laughs> if you could have dinner or drinks with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, I would say, hmm, I've gotten this question before and I always get a little like, I don't know, but I would say, honestly, my grandmother, um, cause it's been, you know, I didn't get to know her very long. I was only 10 when she passed away. So I honestly would say that because I know that she had such an impact on me as a little kid. Um, so to be able to sit down and have dinner with her now, I think would be absolutely incredible. And, and to see, you know, her see me where I'm at now from that. So I think 
you know, that might be a little bit cliche, but I, I think that would be my answer. I love that. That's really cool. Most people say a celebrity or president. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer. Yeah. And then, uh, last one here, if you could turn back time and talk to 18 year old Jordan, what would you tell her? Ooh, wow. 18 year old Jordan. That seems like a long time ago. <laughs> um, I would probably just, hmm, that's a really good question. Now that I'm thinking about it. 18 year old Jordan, I think I would just probably kind of honestly talk about the things that we just talked about and understand that like, you know, kind of prepare my younger self for what I know now, um, whether it be just, you know, the path's not going to be easy, but stay on it. And obviously I've been able to do that to some degree, but uh, to just kind of give my younger self the heads up, like, oh, this is you know, how you should do things or, or more so like, you know, be prepared. It's not going to be an easy road, but you'll get there. And, you know, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. You just have to work hard to do it. So, um, nothing ever comes easy, obviously, but kind of giving myself, I guess, the heads up of what I know now and learning, um, you know, some of these steps to make that maybe a little bit easier, but, there's probably a lot of things I could have told young Jordan, but we'll start with that one. <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was a good start for now. No, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, well, you, you, you passed the sports business, sports business lightning round with flying colors. Great job. Awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. This is amazing. Hopefully people learned uh, a lot about what you do. I know I did. I took a lot of notes. So um, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be seeing you here soon at an event. Actually, hopefully it'll be in Italy or Greece, maybe. I don't know. If Love not, that. we'll have to, we'll have to catch you at a Quinnipiac game. So thanks again for coming on awesome. and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, my friends. If you enjoyed the episode or if it brought you any value at all, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you share it on social media, make sure you tag me at Kevin Tarka. If there are any topics that you want me to dive into or any guests you'd love for me to have on the show, just shoot me a message and I will do my best to make it happen. Have an amazing day and hope to see you back here soon.